I hear somebody. Hello. Hey. Third time's the charm. Yeah, I think I figured it out. Uh, it actually, it actually has to say "record with friends" at the top in order for it to work. That's what happens when you got the family on your side. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So we want to give Josh a couple seconds, or. Uh... Just lost Justin too. Okay, Josh, if you're not here, please say I. No, well, it's just you and me right now. Justin just dropped <laughs> off. Wait. Josh? Yep. Yeah, we just lost uh, Justin for some reason. So um, I suppose we can just kind of kick it for a bit. Your, your volume oh, is coming in really low. Okay, let me. Huh. My phone said maxed out for that. That's the podcast. I'm not sure what that's about. Like, I hear you loud and clear. Yeah, that might be you then. Um, be uh, Josh, oh, Josh turned the volume works. up. Now it works. <laughs> okay, I don't know where Justin went. But, uh... um, message the chat and just tell them to hit the same link. It'll still work. Yeah. I'm about to hit the Holland Tunnel, otherwise I would do it. Right, I got it. Uh, so how are we all doing? Doing good. Oh, shit. Field trip with Grandma, taking her back to my uncle's in the city. And uh, I did some reviews for this, uh, some research reviews for this podcast. Um, I got banged out all the available Honest Trailers. I actually rewatched Hobbs and Shaw. I still don't like it. Yeah, and I rewatched I the like original it. original. Oh, oh, the one. Yeah, you were talking about that earlier. Uh -huh. okay. Oh, I watched that yesterday, dude. That's 70 minutes of my life that you owe me back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Justin can figure this out, I guess. Uh, Sounds like well, Dorothy Malone to me. <laughs> there he is. Welcome back. Hey, yeah, sorry hey, about that. That's okay. Phone call, so I had to get out of it and then the phone call again. And uh, That's fine. Took me five minutes to figure out how to even get this fucking room made. <laughs> huh? That's fine. Uh, welcome to the B-Team Podcast. My name is John Macy. Tonight I am joined by Justin Ayotte. What's up? Josh Krubner. I am White Roman driving a magnet car. <laughs> and Boris. Welcome, sir. Yeah, welcome. Welcome, welcome. The family is uh, gathered. Uh, yes. Lucas Black, is that you? <laughs> uh, so tonight, if you can't already guess, we are here to do what I believe is in the fairly short history of this podcast, the first theatrical release to be reviewed by more than one of us together. Uh, yeah, I, I believe so. No, wait, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, well, well, yeah, but none of us actually went to a theater for that except for Boris, right? I mean, Boris did. Yeah, that's true. So, all right. Uh, so we are here for F Fast and Furious 9, F9. What are we calling this thing? Uh, Fast I've nine. been calling it oh. Coin. Because, <laughs> <laughs> of course, you would do that. I would. <laughs> um, okay, so do we want to oh, start we can with... Annoying. 
Uh, do we want to start with a basic plot that I don't really want to try to go anywhere near? Basic plot. Uh, guys who are supposed to be street drivers become secret agents throughout the series, and in this one, they have to go on another mission. This time, a twist. People are alive. People have siblings. More at 11. Uh, they also go in space with the car. Yeah, we're we're okay. With a, I'm just gonna... with a Pontiac Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> the next thing I want to, you know, I also want to get our each of our quick thoughts on this. But I'm and I'm gonna say, you know, I will have some criticisms about the actual like science slash physics slash reality of this thing at certain points. But Why? I also. But I also acknowledge at the same time that they don't care about that. So No, they definitely I, do not. <laughs> when I say that, it's not a dig on the movie because I know they don't care. But there were some things that I found at least to be so ridiculous that I even kind of went, ah, okay. But um, let's let's go through our quick thoughts real fast. Let's start with Forrest. Yeah, man, sure. Uh, I love this franchise. If you don't love it, you can just... I mean, seriously, people, if you don't love it by now, like, why are we even talking about this? Oh, okay. So what, what <laughs> That's just my one? opinion. I love this. I love yeah. this thing. Like, it's so ridiculous. They went so far up with nine. It's just beyond everything. They, they don't hold anything sacred, and they show it, and they don't care about it, and they just roll with it, and I love it. Yeah. Justin. Um, I thought it was all right. You know, That's high praise like for a, you. Yeah, it's uh, you know, Fast and Furious. You know, it's it was fast, it was furious. You know, it was the ninth one. Uh, you know, I. <laughs> you know, it's the standard play. You know what I mean? Oh man. Although I did call like two years ago, they were going to go into space, and a certain former colleague of ours kept saying, no, it was going to be the 10th one because of some Jason reference that I didn't get. Well, I, I was on that boat, too, that 10 would be the space one. So, Well, there could be more of it. Oh, there uh, will be more of it. <laughs> there's two Josh? more of them. Josh? I absolutely loved it. Um, it gave me everything I wanted, which is great, because like I said, Hobbs and Shaw was such a disappointment, I forgot that I watched it. And then I rewatched it, and I'm like, oh, now I know why I forgot this one. Um, it, it definitely went to new heights. It definitely went up. <laughs> oh. I thought it developed a theory we will get to later, but I have sense still works. Nice. Uh, and for me, I'm... Oh, but for wait, me, there's I'm... more. Um, I have the guest commentary thoughts of Sarah. And she fucking hated it. Oh wait, I oh because you watched it at you watched it at your. I, I house. absolutely watched it in a theater and paid money for it. I swear, I have a list. <laughs> right, I I remember you saying she wasn't going to go with you, so I was momentarily. She was not, and uh, just the timing, and especially with uh, the trip I'm on now, because leave it to me to be doing a Fast and the Furious review while behind the wheel in the Holland Tunnel. Um, 
I, I just <laughs> didn't have time to actually get to a theater before we recorded. So, yeah, I was like, we're watching this. And oh, uh, we yeah. did. <laughs> okay. So, for me, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go into just very quickly my my experience with this franchise in general because I sort of came to it not in an odd way, but I think in a different way than all of you guys. So, you guys have seen all of this, correct? Correct. Okay. Yep. I have not because I started with seven because <laughs> hello dog uh, yeah because, um, that thousand like I told guys earlier the pool exploded next door so <laughs> I think they yeah. make a bunch of noises now okay so I started with seven because one of my buddies who happens to be in our Facebook group is a huge fan of these movies and wanted to go see seven because it was after the whole the crap with Paul Walker. Yeah. And I was I was curious as to how that would be handled, so I wanted to see it as well. Even though I'd never seen a second of any of the prior ones. Um and I loved it and was hooked after that. But I I keep it to the ones that are like more action movie ish. I've never seen one two three. Okay. So there's a lot in this movie that would not resonate with you the way it resonated with me and Boris then. Right. Yep. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. You and Boris. Yeah. Well, we obviously love this movie, so we're going to disregard any of your opinions because you and, said it was just okay. And, and, and name yeah, one but... person from Tokyo Drift, Justin. Go ahead. Uh, Bow Wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what the hell is Twinkie, Twinkie. Boris, keep in mind, though, if, if you don't know Justin that well, then for him to say something is okay means it's like a B-plus movie. Because he generally, he generally starts at everything sucks. Yep. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, I'm the one with that reputation, but Justin way more than me, and he sees way less movies every year. Fun fact. this The, the original, The Fast and The Furious, the ones with the thuzz, um, was... I ever owned. That makes wow. sense. It was one of the first DVDs to come out in wide release. Um, yeah. I believe I it, for it was my second. <laughs> my first was Final Destination. Wow. Before the does. And as far as this movie goes, I did enjoy this. Um, I have some gripes that are gripes that I have about all of these, really. Um, mm. The one thing that I find, and I think I'll probably be alone in this, is that I need Hobbs to show up to really, you know, the fact that he wasn't in this hurt it for me. And I knew so, that going uh, in. I'm uh, really glad you said that because this is a long running question I've had about fans of the franchise. Uh, ironically, it is kind of like Friday the 13th because there's so many of them now. And there's a very definable, noticeable split in that franchise. Um, and that's Zombie Jason and Bree Zombie Jason. So in this one, Hobbs comes in in Fast Five. As most people who see the new ones have seen all of them, I always wondered what new fans who were only like, you know, are there only Hobbs fans? And I guess the answer is yes. Yeah, but you got to understand. Yeah, sorry, man. But you got to understand. I mean, they already put so many characters into this one. I mean, there was more characters in this movie than in Avengers Endgame. And And they did a better job than Avengers did. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I will defend myself to a degree by saying I do like characters other than Hobbs, but my problem is 
Vin Diesel is not one of them. And I, it still blows my mind that an actor of his lack of caliber is the necessary component to a billion-dollar franchise. Like, uh, So I, I'm going to yeah. blow your mind right now if my uh, screen name for this wasn't a dead giveaway. Um, I am not a Dom Toretto fan, except for the long-running theory I've had since Fast 4 that he is a superhero and we are seeing his very slow origin story, which we definitely oh, yeah, he's see him have superpowers in this one. <laughs> I am a Roman fan through and through. Uh, Roman comes from Too Fast, Too Furious down in Miami, and Roman is front and center in this movie. Like, I, there was a moment where, like, I bit my knuckles and Sarah's like, what happened? And I'm like, I think they just killed Roman. And then he walked out and dropped a one-liner, and I was like, okay, we're good. Yeah, I actually... Check Dosito, cuz... Roman was probably my favorite character in this movie, to be honest. And he's never—I mean, I don't dislike him, but he's never really registered with me that much. And for for this one, I was like, "Hey, this guy's this guy's funny." No. Are we gonna talk about him almost breaking the fourth wall? Yeah. I mean, he did it a bunch of times. He's like, you know, it's okay as long as you obey the laws of physics. And then there was, uh, (laughs) you know, we're we're in a car in space. If we smash yeah. the satellite, we're gonna die, but we'll be okay. You just gotta have faith. <laughs> yeah. How many times did he call himself invincible or inhuman or that there was something different about them? Yeah. It's set, I'm, I'm telling you right now. That is I'm setting up right. that is setting up that is setting up a crossover with the MCU or something <laughs> like that. We're gonna find out that they're actually the inhuman. And they pop, they pop out of like a Doctor Strange portal. I am all in for that one. Actually, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if we find out that they're actually Transformers. Yeah, I mean, how oh. many years? Hey, more than meets the eye. How many years has Tyrese been lobbying to play John Stewart? I mean, you know. Oh, I am all oh, in on a, on a John Stewart, Tyrese. Transformers, uh, Transformers would be a good crossover because Tyrese has already been in the Transformers movie. So oh, that's right. He was one of the military dudes. That's Tyrese. That's right. Yeah, he was one of the yeah. Marines. Yeah. I also do find it interesting, um, you know, because to me, a lot of the my appeal for like four through seven was the dynamic as much as I don't like Vin Diesel in these movies, the dynamic between Vin Diesel and Paul Walker. And I feel where eight and nine lacks are the fact that he doesn't really have anybody to balance him out. In those movies. So I will agree with you on eight. I loved eight because especially after, you know, we lost Brian, um, I was kind of wondering, you know, how are they going to turn this around? And, Eight was all about, you know, Cypher was using family against him. I thought that was just genius because the only thing the man cares about is family. Um, and then we see that again come back around in this one, obviously, you know, to a, I would say, a, a sitcom bad soap opera level. But as someone who is not a fan of Mr. John Cena's acting, I thought he was great in this movie. You know, for I, I could care less about John Cena, but I loved him in this too. Uh, I loved him in some of the other stuff he appeared in, but here he really shined for me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Although I still don't buy him as Latino. No, or definitely half, not. Or half Latino or something. 
Definitely. Well, I, mean, I just love yeah. how the, the younger kids they had, like, you know, looked like them, but Latino. And then, you know, John Cena is like Mr. White Irish guy from Massachusetts. Yeah, but they even address it as he's kind of Nordic in the Toretto family. Like, they have Nordic blood, too. So, yeah, they address it and I buy it, but it's like still a little bit, you know, far fetched. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. Cypher make some crack about like I can never figure out what your genetics were or whatever or some yep. bullshit? Um, yeah, I did like him a lot. I think uh, similarly to Dave Batista in the Guardians movies, I think they wrote to what he's good at. Um, you know, which was probably not a lot of speaking. And yeah, because yeah, he was good in Transformers too. I mean, when talking oh, about and, Transformers, uh, so yeah, uh, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I did feel like he was in a different movie than everyone else was in that Bumblebee movie, but he was good in that. Uh, yeah, see, I couldn't I see. I couldn't see Cena the whole time. We knew there was one of those coming. Somebody had to get that out, right? Yeah, somebody had to. <laughs> Although uh, I did, you know what? I did think when he was on the, um, you know, when uh, obviously the spoilers in here. So when they turn on him. Um, I thought he was going to give that big dude uh, uh, an attitude adjustment off okay, the thing, we, we but are not that didn't happen. That. It, is, it is still an FU. It will forever be an FU. You could call it uh, a DVD if you want, but... Yeah. Um, I was sold on him uh, the first time he runs into Dom when they're in the cars and they're fighting over that object thing. And he pulls up to him. He doesn't say anything. They just kind of gives him that smirk. Yeah, he's uh, like he's like in shadow. I mean, it was like Racer yep. X meets Proto Man. I loved it. Yep, and I was just like, okay, this is cool. Um, I will admit too. I think one of the things that sort of threw off my overall opinion of this, and I know we talked about this uh, offline to a degree, is that I had somehow allowed myself to believe that this was going to be the first part of a connected trilogy. So like, yeah, I don't, I don't know where you got that from. Was that something at, they had said or? Uh, Maybe I think it was just that I had read something that way, whether they even said it or not. But like, okay. uh, yeah, they. Um, I I think I read something like that too. Um, oh, you they know, said, you know, they said that this is part of this is part of like the final trilogy or whatever, and and then um, everything because I you know when I'm in there I look up to see if there's an end, an end credit scene, and um, uh, they said something in there about how the end credit scene sets up the next one or something or it's, it's all connected they said so they they try to make it like it's a um they try to make it that it's like a the, the first and like a last trilogy even though like it's 9 10 and 11 and they they messed up the whole trilogy thing when they decided to go back for four five and six between yeah. two and three but whatever um so yeah, so I think it does like start a new trilogy or whatever. So John John was right. It's just I don't think they actually set up a trilogy correctly. Well, just, there uh, were there were things in it where I was like, I think I let myself get too excited about certain things as they started to do them, thinking, oh, this is going to lead into this, and this is going to go here. You know, like I thought Cena was going to be the bad guy for three movies. I thought that was the point. Then, yeah, um, I, I didn't buy one bit because Mr. Nowhere doesn't appear. Like, where's Kurt Russell? Yeah. Well, he's in those videos and stuff. He just doesn't just, just go up. 
Yeah, but they did, like he didn't appear later in the movie, so it's like we 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 yeah, were he's... left like with the one huge plot hole. So the only guy who can help with that, I guess, is John Cena because he used to work for him. I guess. Yeah. So was anyone else bothered by like I get why they do it. I get you have to do some uh, mental gymnastics to bring Sung Kang back into this, but is anyone bothered by like? Suddenly, they're they're turning into like everybody working the fucking Kurt Russell at some so, point. So that's definitely not the first or the last time that they will do this. Um, and since we are in spoilers, is no anybody watching really the cartoon on... series? No. There's a cartoon series. There's yeah, it's, yeah, there is. Yeah, I haven't it, seen that yet. Yeah, oh, it's on Netflix. Right? Basic. Yeah, basically, basically, Dom Toretto's nephew, who, yeah, he, they get like, have like these twin spy thing going on, and there's like Miss Snowware there. So it's like, there's everybody is eventually gonna work for the mysterious pie organization at one point or another. I'm not even surprised by that anymore. So it's like, kids meets Power Wheels? Uh, Something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty good, actually. They have a pretty solid storyline that kind of follows the movies in its own way, but it's, I don't know, made for kids. That's actually pretty fun. Uh, if you like the movies, you'll definitely like the cartoon, but it's like, I'm not even surprised by the spy organization anymore. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, it just got to be a little much to me. Like, they were, they were trying to, like, obviously, the, you know, it was in the trailers, for God's sakes, that they were bringing Han back. So I don't think he had to like hide it all that much. Well, so this but is they... one that I I skipped all trailers because um, I definitely wanted to see this. I had no idea it was even coming out when it was. Yeah, same year, man. I I, I, was like, I okay, avoided we're going all the trailers. <laughs> yep, same here, man. Avoided all the trailers. But like, I didn't I didn't need all that shit about like Gal Gadot worked for Kurt Russell and because. He was with her, and her Russell saw him do stuff. Figure he was trustworthy and shit. Like, could be a little more than that, I guess. Okay, um, when we get there, uh, I barely remember Gal Gadot's character for some reason. Yeah, um, like they mentioned her in the movie, but I was like, yeah, she was there, and then she wasn't. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was all. I don't know what he did. Life. I don't care. Josh driving, everybody. Yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> I'm in New York and it's slammed right now. And uh, uh, sorry. anyway, that's part of the deal here. So yeah, I enjoyed this. I just and maybe I haven't seen enough of these movies like in real time. To, like put all the put all the like the reality to this don't make any sense. Aside, like. Um, like, and, and none of it like made me like it any less than I did. Like, like I said, I convinced myself to be like a hardcore connected soldier somehow. And that thing towards the end where you, where you think Dom was around, I was just like, oh, well, then he'll appear to die. He won't be in 10 because he'll get the cops back and they hate each other. Pull a fucking, 
So, number one, I think you are giving them way too much credit in that they're going to stay in what we can call terrestrial and normal. Um, my biggest pick for 10 and 11 was going to the city of Atlantis and time travel. <laughs> and especially since we went to space in nine and we set up flashbacks with the father, who is a, uh, a prominent Mayan who's coming up right now. Um, I, I think anything is possible. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't. They just seem to keep top of themselves. I don't know what they can do with ten and eleven. That uh... well, so I've I've made the illusion before that both Sharknado and Fast and the Furious are going pretty much the way of Saints Row, and this one definitely followed suit with that. So I'm like, just just keep doing whatever you're doing. I'm in. <laughs> yep, they are. I think where I'm kind of settling is they are enjoyable as like theatrical. And, you know, I hate to make the the theme park comparison that Scorsese made with the Marvel movies, but they kind of are that for me. Absolutely. Like, if, you, if you don't think about it that much, they're really fucking fun. Yep. But if you do, it's like, what is this? Like, I kept trying to, you know, and I, I'm not a, huge techie but i try to like keep scientific principles in mind at least mm-hmm. when they have when they have the cars with the magnets in them i kind of went yeah but every time they turn those on when they cave the cars in first yeah john john, john you're not thinking fourth dimensionally okay <laughs> they don't care about physics I, I mean basically the way that they explain it is it's all mr nowhere bullshit technology and you just got to figure whoever engineered it planned for that Right. Okay. Uh, I'm also fairly certain there's a fair amount of uh, telepathy at work as well because those magnets have to pick up on the enemy. So the only way to do that is through telepathy. Right. Ah. Also, can we bring up the most um, illogical point of this movie? The ball that controls all technology on Earth? <laughs> no. Um, when, when, oh, really? when, uh, when Letty decides to leave on her motorcycle to go join the expedition, all uh-huh. of a sudden Dom just heads off in his t- charger towards the air Mac, you know, t- towards the airport. Uh, who's watching the kid until we find out that it was Brian after what's her face leaves. Do they live near each other? Like, like we didn't see anything. Like all of a sudden it's <laughs> like this kid is left home by himself at like three years no. old. Brian came to pick, I, I Brian came to, to pick him up in his blue Honda. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, I thought that Justin. I'm I'm with you on that. I thought of that too. Like he just left his kid alone at 3 a.m. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought about it too for like a second, and I and I I was like, yeah, Brian came to pick him up. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say they're gonna they're gonna be like this is the reason why, and I thought I thought that was gonna be how the sister, um, Jordiana Brewster. I thought that's how um, she was gonna end up being is like oh she called him to like come and like watch the kid while they went on their adventure or something and blah blah blah. You know, I didn't think she was gonna like join halfway through and then they like basically still keep Brian alive in universe, which is like the craziest thing to me. Like, I mean, I get that you don't want to kill the character off, but I mean, you know, what, I, what are you going to do? He can't show up in any of the other movies unless you have his brother come and do what they did. And uh, I mean, he, he could show seven. up as racer X. 
or something like you never see his face or something or I don't know, but it's oh, like that would be weird. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah you know but you can put it past them. You know they're not going to recast them or anything, but yeah, you know, almost got to oh, do man. that. I did like seeing you mentioned Jordana Brewster just now. I did like seeing her actually get a bigger role this time. I feel like she got she got kind well, of she... screwed by the circumstances. Yeah, well, she was big in the first one, so yep. mm. not in eight at all, right? She skipped eight entirely. If I remember correctly. Uh, eight. No, I don't think she's in it at all. No, nope. and she's barely in seven. My right? back. Because I think they. Can... Well, yeah, I think Roman's back. I think a lot of her stuff got cut out of seven. They sort of had to cut around what they had of Walker. All right, so how much of that did you guys get, or did it just cut me out? I don't know. It, it, cut, it, you cut, you, it cut you out because you did a reverse Roman. Yeah, we didn't <laughs> You rejected yourself. I mean, I'm, I'm getting on the West Side Highway, so it's fitting. Uh, um, I was going to say, were you yelling at somebody or something? Because we didn't hear that. I, you know, maybe. Um, so what I said was in this franchise, after Fast Five and Six, they all have billions of dollars. Uh, they all have private jets, and then they play the floor is lava, but instead of lava, the floor is cars. They can never do anything <laughs> without a car underfoot, except have a barbecue. <laughs> the thing I find funny, and this is a this is a trope that goes has gone through the last couple of these movies. Like, I can someone who's more versed in these movies explain to me how, you know, they all take these massive physical jumps outside of cars. And somehow, like, landing on a car saves you when it should probably break you in half? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, did, in normal people, like James Bond in action movies, would jump the car. He would jump out of the car, and the car would smash into the cliffside and blow up. So will jump the car, and then he'll hook a wire to a helicopter, make it jump into a uh, fighter jet, and launch it into space, and then ride it back down and park it perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the car may be on fire, but nothing will happen to him. Yeah, what as I long as he's touching like, a car, that's his. That's his superpower. That's his. Uh, you know, what I want to do is I want to see if uh, I can actually drive my gladiator up uh, like a um, a suspension bridge. Yeah, like you one definitely of those, like, can. Bridge. But that scene was if, awesome. If I could drive that and then all of a sudden just drive off onto the other side, I'm pretty sure I can do it. Uh, so that was the first part where Sarah was watching, and you know she has seen seven. I think she saw the original. And she just rolled her eyes and scoffed. And she said, I can't believe you're watching this shit. And I was like, oh, trust me, baby. It's going to get better from here. Exactly. Uh, and then, uh, so before we jump into the, the plot by plot, because we, we haven't done that yet. Um, we mentioned that, that Roman Tyrese also was got like, for, shot like 80 times. We, we mentioned Tyrese was trying for the Jon Stewart role. Uh, I think it's kind of weird that no one commented that Cypher has the fucking Guy Gardner haircut. <laughs> That's because it didn't occur to me. That was, was... ridiculous. I mean, I thought the last movie she looked ridiculous, but wow. <laughs> well, she at least looked Dude, I don't care what kind of haircut Charlize Theron has. Do. I love her. Oh, no, she's great. <laughs> she's great. Um, so, yeah, the plot. I was of say the rest movie... of her makes up for the haircut. <laughs> Open on like a, a flashback voiceover of what happened to uh, Toretto Sr. And there is, you know, to their credit, they basically took the story from Fast 1, where he says, you know, I watched him get crushed into a wall at 120 and he burned to death. 
I'd beat a guy with a pipe wrench. And we basically see that play out. Um, and then you find out that it was John Cena's fault, sort of. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> also, can uh, can I just bring up real quick the fact that it's basically also a Days of Thunder um, crossover? Yeah. Because, uh, you know, they're basically riding, you know, in a speedway, uh, doing some street stock. And um, also, Michael Rooker is in there who was the crew uh, yeah who who was in right. uh who was the racer this in is true. Uh, days yep. of thunder yep good die good die, dude mm-hmm. uh, so there's a there's a possibility tom cruise might appear maybe i'm hoping for it because <laughs> i Wait, mean they're doesn't, going wild doesn't universal stuff. doesn't universal own top gun i think so or is that or is that paramount I think that now I don't remember. I'm not uh, sure, man. I was gonna say maybe maybe top well, one three you, I mean, fast theater, ten. Justin, you know what I mean? If you saw it in a theater, what trailers played? Because they usually will play the studio trailers. Uh, what what did play? Um yeah. oh we got some oh there was a there was a weird a weird trailer with um uh Michael Keaton. It was just like a scene from from whatever movie he's gonna be in. Where they're like at dinner and they pull guns on each other, and I'm like, the hell oh, is the this protege. movie about? The protege. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The protege. I'm like, what the hell? And, uh, oh. Yeah. I'm trying to think, what are the? We got like Black know. Widow. We got like nah, Black I Widow. Like I, yeah, we uh, didn't get Black Widow. I got both of those too. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to remember. I don't know. Maybe because I went to because Showcase had like Cinema Week or something, even though it was the day after their Cinema Week ended. Um, and uh, like we had like weird like scenes from future movies, and it's like they didn't tell us what the movies were about. They were just like, "Thank you for coming back to band. All right. Um, so anyway, moving that on tracks. to the plot of this movie, um, there is a magic ball that of course needs three things to activate it and it controls all technology on earth wasn't that already the thing that the thing from eight did though that god's eye thing or was that just surveillance the god's, god's eye, eye was, was just surveillance, surveillance. yeah they yeah. had something similar in the cartoon too i I forget what it was, but they they had something similar in the cartoons. So the technology controlling thing wasn't that surprising to me, and actually also makes sense because we live in a world controlled by technology. It only makes sense someone would make a skeleton key for right. all of it. I yeah. mean, it was only okay. a matter of time before they did it with Fast and Furious, I guess. Well, I mean, they did the virus in uh, Hobbs and Shaw, so where else were they going to go? Yeah, they had to come up with something. And I liked it. I mean, it was okay. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't far-fetched for me. It was... It tracked. It tracked. Like, it was all... Like, it, it made sense to me. I didn't... I wasn't bothered with it. So, I li- I mean, that, I mean I, that's why I can't say that I didn't like the movie. Like, there's literally, like, the only plot hole was what happened with Mr. Nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do Even when the... say, just... go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Sort of as a as a counterpoint, Sarah really related to this movie. I watched uh, four through eight. 
show up before seeing this. And Corey's never seen any of them. Still has, but watched other show with me. Okay, well that's cool. Yeah. So yeah. maybe next time I go through them, I'll have her watch a couple. Oh, well, I, I can't definitely... wait for you to watch the original. The original is yeah. great. I think you'll really like Too Fast, and um, yeah. Tokyo Drift is is awful. I'm gonna go back. No, and it's do not. The... I'm gonna Tokyo go back. Drift is amazing. Tokyo Drift is garbage. Tokyo Drift is yeah. amazing. It's so much different than all the other movies. It, it has a lot of driving and, and, and a lot of drifting, yeah. but man, Lucas Black is is not great. Yeah, I did. I did recognize those characters because I think I've seen uh, and that that scene did actually have my favorite line in it um, when uh, when I think uh, Ted makes reference to the guy the Bow Wow guy was his name Twinkie Twinkie yeah and he's anymore Ted just, Ted just goes you want by that name ever <laughs> and that for some reason that just the way he delivered it just killed me I don't know yeah but uh, yeah, I, I did really enjoy this. I just, I think I, my expectations were higher than they should have been. Convinced myself I mean, there was for a. For me, the, the only thing I, I saw immediately because of you know how I legally watched it was the runtime, and I was like, oh, okay, great. And then um, you know it had all the big spots. It had some fun moments. Had some great lines. I definitely had about three Roman scenes, and that was always good. Um, it had the checklist of all the things from the old movies. You got at least two straight races. You got the girls. You got the Coronas. Um, Dom Toretto still has superpowers. He, like, pulls the chains and, and brings down the whole building. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the whole building falls on him like the Hulk. Big big fan of the mansion scene. Of which scene? The, uh, the mansion scene yep. when he meets uh, up with when they uh, confront each other in the mansion uh like right before that right when they pull up to the mansion it's usually my favorite part of all these movies uh you mean on the stairs uh yeah or before that oh, okay yeah, yeah that was a good confrontation the, the, yeah. the party the party outside <laughs> yeah yeah that was oh, a typical you know fast and the furious uh, car party like street racing oh, party, yeah. yeah. Oh, so they have a lot looking, of that in first three movies. You're just looking for that five minutes of all the chicks in the short shorts and shit. <laughs> I mean, they were there. Hey, okay. you know what these movies realized, are about, man. <laughs> I've been trying to pin this down for years. I realize what it makes me think of. You remember old school, like, Streets of Rage and Ninja Turtles video games where, like, the sewer level, you're on, like, hoverboards, and then there's another level where you're on cars. And, like, every time you jump back and forth, you'd land on the car regardless of where it, the car itself was. Right. That's that's how their fights go. And I love it. Yeah. Now, maybe yeah. The, you, brought up the, you brought up the mansion scene, Justin, which makes me think of, like, one. You know, and I know I've ragged on a lot here. 40 minutes we've done. Uh, the one affectation he seems to have in that I fucking hate is that one, one or two scenes per movie where he's trying to be serious and just like, like I accept that for the most part of this character is kind of like quietly pretty. But then there's that one 
surprised to be like furious. Tell that he's like trying to have something stop and he has that confrontation with Tina in the mansion where he like does that growl screaming thing. He's like, I tried to shoot you, motherfucker. And, like, it was just so like he's so incoherent, and it's just like, just say I am Groot, you piece of shit. Like, really? <laughs> <laughs> Well, he does have the charisma of uh, some sandpaper, so. Yeah, there is that, I guess. And in terms of uh, performances, again, am I the only one who thinks Michelle Rodriguez is totally checked out? No, you're not. Like, yeah, pretty much. I just, I mean, she looks great. I thought, you know, she looked great, and I just thought she was like every line was even flatter than it usually is. And I was just well, like, I don't know about Flat, but she was barely in the movie too. So, yeah, that's true. Um, so, uh, is it bad that I had no idea who Cardi B was? Uh, who's Cardi B? <laughs> the uh, they... Car- Cardi B was in uh, was in the truck when the quote unquote Interpol agents took him out of the mansion, and when they. And when all the chicks were there sitting next to him, Cardi B was the one talking to him. Yeah, I have no idea who Cardi B is. So Devin, oh, okay. that flew by. She's a, she's a rapper from New York. Oh, that I know, but it's like uh, you could show me show me, and I wouldn't know who she was. Like, yeah. If I saw her, I, I wouldn't I, recognize her. I, like, that's I how much the, I care. I yeah, I knew, the, I knew that she had a cameo in there, but, uh, you know, she's not like, person i was like looking for to see like whatever i thought she was gonna have like uh, um what's that that british singer or the british rapper that was like the flag girl for the race in london i thought she was gonna have something like oh, yeah. that or whatever wasn't iggy azalea one of those yeah i don't know i can't remember but she, you know she but, was in there she was like the flag girl or whatever that like started yeah. the race i literally turned to the you know the guy i went with is maybe uh, five or six years younger than me, and I turned to him at one point and I went, and, he, and you know, he listens to things other than country music, which I don't. And uh, I turned to him, I went, Who is this person? Why do we care? <laughs> so then he had to explain to me who Cardi B was. <laughs> oh, but man. yeah, and then, Overall, uh, oh, thought- can, and also, uh, there's the Shay, uh, Shay Wigham out of nowhere. Which was weird. Wasn't he, wasn't he one of the FBI agents? Yeah, he was. Um, uh, which one? He was in the. Oh, was that the guy in the plane? Yeah, yeah, that gave him the ride. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, that was Brian's. Yeah, Brian's partner or Brian's boss, whatever, from the fourth one. Yeah. I remember. I, think... I, I remember seeing him, and they were the camera was on him way too much, and I was like, he has to be somebody that you're supposed to recognize but i don't yeah, yeah also, I, I had the same uh, thing yeah also um john's not going to realize this but you will boris um the uh basically the reboot that it seems like they're going to be starting soon because they if you saw in the flashback scene they had a young version of jesse a young version of letty a young version of uh oh, what's his face there the guy that keeps calling brian a buster um, you know, they had his whole crew from the first one. They basically had a young yeah, version yeah, yeah, yeah. of them. So yeah. I'm like, so at first I got like, 
Is this like um uh oh shit what what uh the you know Scooby Doo uh, oh a pup named Scooby Doo I was like this is that's what that reminded me of I was like <laughs> I was like yeah, are maybe... we gonna get like a are we gonna get like a Fast and Furious like teen years <laughs> Yeah maybe I because you know Josh said that uh Josh said that they're probably gonna troll back in time and maybe that's what that is That'd be hilarious. Yeah, and and I never liked all those characters from the first movie, like those side characters, like except Larry and Mia, like all the other ones are just, you know, white noise basically for me. So mm. even though I love the first movie, like the trouble for me is I Vince. thought when the Vince. that was the other guy's name. Yeah, Sorry. Vince. Yeah, yeah, no worries. I, the trouble for me was I thought this was based on the need for speed games when the first movie came out. And so I was a little bit disappointed because I used to play a lot of those Need for Speed games, you know. Yeah. So when they when I realized it wasn't that, uh, I was kind of disappointed. So I just had to roll with whatever Fast and Fury was was gonna be. So you know all those side characters, they how they drop them. That's pretty much how I lost my notion for oh this is gonna be a you know, a Need for Speed movie. So I kind of forgot about all the original characters except for the main ones. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. I I do like the fact that, I mean, they just don't even try to acknowledge that these are anything other than blind movies. I mean, because at this point, I mean, they've probably done more of them with that structure than what they originally why try to keep like running away from it? Well, it's like it's like uh, with the fourth one, like they kind of went international with it, and it was like, oh yeah, that's fun. You know, they're going over Mexico, but it's like it made sense because, well, I don't, I don't really want to spoil. I don't really want to spoil it for you, John, because you know you're gonna watch the original one. No, but for, um, for, for I've seen. huh? For I've seen you're not spoiling. No, the the original one, the first one, because like oh. at the end, yeah. Um. Uh. But anyway, so it made sense, like them yeah, going to Mexico or Dominican Republic, stuff like that. But uh, then they like go to Brazil, which I guess kind of made sense because you just broke him out of prison, and so they went to Brazil, and it basically was like Ocean's Eleven, but with cars, and then, um, then like six, seven, eight nine it's like now it's just become like like mission impossible movies you know and it's like you know it i don't know again i i, I take six through nine you know not counting hobbs and shaw because you know that's different but like the numbered one six seven eight and nine i i take those as like different from like the first like you know four or five or whatever because it's like now they've just like been like oh uh, these superhero blockbuster films are making like a ton of money. Why don't we just change it from being a movie about illegal street racing to being about these guys have to save the world now because they just like, you know, saved Brazil from this like bad guy. And I was, yeah. you know, so that that's why like these like last like four or whatever of the numbered movies. Yeah. Um, it's been kind of like, uh, you know, kind of, all right. You know, I mean, like, you know, they kind of just like, you know, do paint by numbers blockbuster stuff now instead of it being about like street racing and stuff, which was like the coolest part about the like original one. Yeah, but um, the original one came. 
came at the time when you know street racing and need for speed underground were you know popular games and it mm. actually made sense that for that whole culture to be displayed that way like i had yeah. guys in my high school class you know uh tripping out their cars too mm. you know and like they literally did it and it wasn't because of these movies but these movies you know showcased it pretty well you know and i think there was a state of mind back yeah back in well, my, 2001 uh, in regards yeah, to my it. uh my whole my whole family um is like basically just a bunch of mechanics and so i've been around cars all my life and people working on cars and souping cars up and doing different things to cars you know, mostly, you know, American muscle cars and stuff like that, you know, Camaros, Corvettes, yeah. uh, Chargers, you know, stuff like that, Mustangs. And, um, you know, so so that that's the part of the movies that always interested me because it was like kind of like, you know, stuff I knew or whatever. But then eventually it just became like crazy over the top action stuff, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it did. It did seem like that, Um, at least around here right after the first one and the second one, like it, it started seeming like the import culture became a lot more prevalent. Like it seemed like a lot more people wanted to get like Hondas and Mitsubishis and, you know, stuff like that and soup them up Toyotas, you know, and, uh, and, you know, soup up those kind of cars. You know, if I didn't know you were from Rhode Island, I would ask if you were secretly Marissa Tomei from my cousin Vinny. <laughs> i don't know oh, i couldn't boy. tell you the the tread on on tires but oh man yeah so here's another question i had based on what we saw here does what they did with cena mean we are never going to see hobbs again no because clearly they hate each other now so yeah um, they're probably going to do, um, well, I guess we'll jump to the end credit since you're bringing up Hobbs and Shore and stuff. Um, you know, Han, who is Han Solo, which that's another digression with the whole <laughs> Star Wars conversation. Well, we, we also have to talk had. about Han. Let's, let's put a pin in that for right now, just because right. I do, for people like you guys who have been a fan of this thing way longer than I have. Did the way they brought Han back work for you? Yeah, the way they... I mean, when you watch Tokyo, Tokyo Drift, uh, I mean, Han is a big part of that movie, and he's so lovable mm-hmm. and amazing as a character. Like, you cannot love him. And when they killed him off, and whenever... Uh, it was, it was, you know, it was a big at the end of Tokyo Drift, I think it was. Uh, yeah. It was... Uh, it, well, was, it, was a, like, uh, it was like, it was like, kind of like right near i think like the third act yeah it was like uh killing off you know han solo at the end of uh a new hope you know it was it was terrible even though like you just met the dude like you felt so terrible that they killed him off so bringing him back in the way they did i didn't mind it one bit because they already showed like okay they're, they're gonna go there and you kind of expect it uh, when when you watch fast nine you kind of expect when they go to Tokyo that they're going to find something and when he yeah. shows up it's not all that unusual for some reason so well, I was okay I, with it yeah plus I knew that uh, Han was coming back but actually to jump onto your Star Wars um, reference, uh, yeah. reference it would actually be more like when Kenobi dies in, in A New Hope 
like you know you like you met him he like trains this guy in the art of the force and everything like that yeah and yeah, then, yeah true you know true, now, but he, yeah but yeah, and then, Kenobi you know, wasn't then as you cool as Han Solo well yeah but I know well yeah. but what but what right. I'm saying though but what I'm saying though is that like Han um Han in the Fast and Furious movies um was like um uh the dude from uh NC, uh NCIS New Orleans um it was like his uh like kenobi like that's yeah, who he true, was throughout true. the whole thing because like you know i don't want i don't want to spoil that one for john either but anyway he he's like uh he was like a mentor to him and that's why like you you included all these tokyo drift guys and then like he has to find out like through the grapevine that han is still alive when it was like such an integral part to that movie and it like you know changed the course of like that dude's like trajectory like, in the yeah. in the arc or whatever you know what i mean and he's gone like i don't know what the real life time is supposed to be from the end of tokyo drift to this one because the four five and six take place before tokyo drift so what seven eight so I don't know, yeah, probably like the dude three from years, New then, Orleans, four years. Yeah, and dude from New Orleans, NCS New Orleans, he was like eighteen or something yeah. when Tokyo. Yeah, so yeah, and and now and now he looks like he's like forty. But... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he is like forty. Yeah, I know. yeah, he. But I mean, like, he was too old just to play weird. an eighteen-year-old. So yeah. like, yeah. Okay, so you guys had no which problem which with goes thing. towards Josh's theory that they're gonna time travel sooner or later eventually you guys it, had no based, problem with the han thing i didn't really either so uh, it's it you know it's it's fast and furious this is how they bring people back from the dead you know what i mean like yeah. you know i'm surprised i'm surprised we didn't get uh giselle back but who knows maybe she, uh, I she think was she's shooting, coming. she was probably shooting wonder woman two at the time or whatever but yep. uh i'm sure i'm sure he'll, she'll come back in the next one maybe that's the time travel thing they go back in time and they gotta save her and so they go back in time and they stop her from falling off the thing or whatever I, who knows i don't know i think it'll be a, um, i think it'll be a similarly ambiguous kind of thing because they never saw a body or anything yeah when she died. so i mean you know by well, the time a, they get by the time they get to 11 she might be done with the wonder woman movie so come back again yeah, well, I mean, you know, that's that's kind of what happens. Uh, that's kind of what happens with these things. You know, they you know they always say, you know, nobody's dead unless you find the body. Body, you know? yeah, and they never so, showed the body. So Han, Han, they never showed a body. Giselle, they never showed a body. You know, all, all the uh, Letty, they never showed a body. You know what I mean? Like all, all yep. these people who have died and come back, you know, they never showed a body. You know what I mean? And what's the craziest thing is that the one person they keep alive. Is the one person that actually can't be in any of these movies, which is like, I don't know what, I don't know if it's just that they don't want to like figure out how to kill him off from these movies, or if it's just that they just want to like make believe that he's not dead or whatever, even though like, like um, Dom names his kid after his like brother-in-law who's still alive. And it's like, like to us, it's like, oh, he named him Brian because Paul Walker died in real life. But like, he's not dead in the movies. So you just named him after your brother in law. Like, it's very weird. You know? <laughs> Did you have a tank fall on you? Well, much like much like what I was just saying about not finding a body, we didn't find Josh's body. So I knew he would come back from the dead. 
of uh, of of the recording. You know, they'll pop back in. So well, I I had to drop off Grandma. I'm in the city. I'm on 98th Street at the West Side Market. And let me tell you, I used to love this city. I gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what what you mean, I'm, just, I'm breaking every traffic law. I'm flipping people off left and right. It's a good time. Well, that sounds like a New Yorker. Yep. Also sounds like a Rhode Islander, to be honest with you. I mean, you know. <laughs> six of one, half a dozen of the other, as they say. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, what else? Oh, to go back to the original point before we went on that Honda aggression. Uh, considering what was done with Cena here, do we think that Hobbs comes back at all? Because I don't. So, in real life, he fucking hates him. Uh, Tyrese does keep coming back, but I don't think The Rock's coming back. I think The Rock, especially the way they ended Hobbs and Shaw, regardless of its box office, I don't even remember what its box office was. He wants to do his own thing, just under the same label. They're doing another one. It's just... I have, everything I hear says they're doing another one. It's just going to be a couple of years because of how busy he is. Yeah, um, yeah, and we, and uh, Jason Statham wants uh, same money as The Rock. So, uh, yeah, yeah, so I have, I have a feeling. Uh, yeah, so I have a feeling. Like I was saying about that end credit scene, I feel like that's setting up more like a Hobbs and Shaw two thing than anything for this part of the franchise. Um, I mean, unless they're gonna like put a pause on Hobbs and Shaw because of like Josh said that he's like, you know, too busy or whatever. Well, um, I think they have to get maybe rid they'll of bring Han. him back. They have to get rid of Han. Um, this will tie into something that John and I'll be talking about later. But when you kill a character off like that and you killed off his love interest and there's nothing more for him to do. And he suddenly looks like he's fucking 57 years old and he doesn't even have his hair and he's not snacking anymore. All he can do is go off and look for uh, his ways. He was snacking when he came into the secret shield base or whatever. That they yeah, but not on. as much as he used to be. Yeah, yeah because, you know, well, when you get to be gave... 50 and you have to go to the makeshift command center, you know what I mean? Underneath the old command center, it's, you know it's what I mean? It's the power like, chamber, exactly. You know. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think he's going to ride <laughs> off into the sunset and uh, he'll be in the Hobbs and Shaw movies. I was well, waiting to see the... uh, silhouettes of each character, like up on the up on the walls or whatever. Yeah, they transferred the eating joke to Roman, though, didn't they? Um, no, nah, I mean, he um, always kind of been eating a lot, but yeah, yeah. In the um, in the fifth one, right? Isn't it the fifth one? I think where they, he breaks the vending machine or whatever because it like ate his dollar or whatever, or he didn't have yeah, like, like a Brazilian dollar or something. I think that was six. Hobbs shoots the vending machine when he gets all pissed. Yeah, yeah. So that that that's more of him with like the like the candy bars and stuff like that. And I think I think he uh, I think he had like candy bars or something in the second one. I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen Too Fast Too Furious. But... Well, don't forget Hobbs is also a metahuman because he did the uh, cap thing where he held the helicopter by a chain and then he back body dropped the Terminator. So <laughs> to that. that... That and in seven, where he had the cast on, and he just kind of flexed it off his arm. Yeah. That was oh yeah, oh, that I love so that good. scene, yeah. man. Yeah, that because he was because so he was shooting because so... he was shooting Hercules at the same time, so they had to put him in a cast. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, so, that scene is I, amazing. Yep. I guess the the now this is, more of a te- this is more of a technical question that I had, and maybe. It's all been a couple of days since we all saw this now, so maybe nobody remembers this now. But 
is it possible that the Charlize Theron stuff was shot like at a completely different time or place because she's never actually in a scene with anybody? Yeah, so I chalked that up to the whole COVID thing. Um, and, you know, knowing her behind the scenes, she would probably be the most uh, COVID conscious, let's say. So I think her and uh, Kurt Russell weren't actually in this movie in the same way that Jared Leto wasn't actually in the Snyder Cut. Uh, yeah, it makes sense, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably. I'll, I'll go with that. Makes perfect sense. She's up in age despite her looks. I mean, especially with how everything was in Fate of the Furious, where, like, she's in Toretto's face, like, scene after scene. And in this one, she's just on, like, monitors and phones and shit. Or you could tell she was in a completely different room than everybody else was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she was. But, yeah, I guess they were much... saving her for 10 or 11. Yep. Right. Oh, oh, I think she's going to be in the big, you know, she's going to be the big final the last two films. It's just... But I'll tell, you, I'll tell you, so I keep mentioning Saints Row, and now they're pretty much one-to-one with the characters. After Saints Row 3, they had all the original characters, and then they just brought in a shitload of mostly villains turned friends, and they had nothing to do with them. So in 4, they blew up the entire planet and then went back in time. <laughs> huh. So you do think the time travel thing is coming, huh? I do think the time travel thing is coming. I was really hoping for some volcano and Atlantis races, but you know maybe they'll do that on the way. I'm hoping for that, man. I'm hoping because time travel for me just doesn't work anymore. Avengers Endgame ruined it all for me. I mean, Sharknado kind of shit the bet on it too, but yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, I always say the problem with Endgame and with the MCU going forward is the five-year jump. If they had done the time travel like the day after, it would have been fine. Well, it wouldn't have been fine, but it would have been better than the five-year thing. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But uh, I, I was a little bit... I don't know. I just... I also... One of the things I don't like about the movie, actually, now that we're talking, is bringing Charlize Theron back because for some reason, I generally don't like when they bring old... Like... Whoever does it in whatever franchise or whatever. I don't like when they bring old characters back, especially in the next movie, because to me, it's just kind of lazy. Even though I could see for Cypher, like she was just a tool, but in the end, she was released, which didn't surprise me. But it's like, oh, she's kind of, it's like, you know, Freeza Resurrection. It's like, you know, yeah. we had that one villain that one time, like, let them, you know, sit aside, think of something else, think of something new. I want to see something new. I Give me another were, I think they were going for what they did with Shaw because, you know, now they're like, well, Shaw didn't actually kill anybody except for all the civilians he killed. Um, and they were like, he'll join the team and everybody loves him now. He saved Dom's kid. But with Cypher, I don't know if it was a fake out where, you know, they figured they could try to redeem her too. I mean, it's not like she's Alice from Batwoman, so I don't know. There's still two I don't movies care if left. they redeem her. Yeah, there's still two movies left, and I don't care if they redeem her or not. But yeah. to, the, to Josh's point, I think they're going to use her to time travel. I could see that. Because... It be when, cracks it. It'll be her and uh, Sean. 
Yeah, because yeah. when they brought her in the Fate of the Furious, like she was like the biggest baddie they ever had up to that point, and they didn't right. know what to do with her. Like how they didn't know how to fight her, they didn't know how to track her or anything. They didn't know how to read her, and for some reason, she was like the biggest baddie they ever had. So it only yep. makes sense to Josh's point that she would be the one who will discover time travel to in some form or another. There's if they decide to go that route. Well, There's still I mean, two so, movies you know, left. This one obviously and... ended before the, the post credits with Brian pulling up. So my guess is if they do time travel, they would do something that erases Brian from joining the family. And then they would have to go back to like, you know, when his father was racing to, to save him and then he'll join the family. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think they will touch. Like Justin said before, I I don't think they will touch Brian. He's just basically a living statue within the movie, you know. Yeah, I don't think they will touch Brian. I mean, maybe they will, but it will be. Def- I mean, it it For would just you know the put, make them. It will. It would make them work the that fuck? much harder at something that's really hard to do. I guess. Yeah. Now. I, I probably sound like I'm nitpicking this movie to high hell, and I hate it, but I don't actually quite enjoy it. Uh, one other little thing I had, that, and this, was, this led toward what I consider to be a funny moment, but they got a lot of humor out of that scene where Ramsey was driving the truck. Uh, I have a hard time convinced, believing that for as many years as she's been hanging out with these people, that no one taught her how to drive a fucking car. Yeah, that was weird to me. I was like, I thought like you had to drive, and then I'm thinking, like, did we ever see her drive anything? I thought we did, but... Actually, it wasn't all that weird to me, because I can't drive. I've never learned to drive. I don't even have a driver's license. So, to me, like, if she lived in London all her life, she probably used public transport, which is abundant in London, mm-hmm. just yep, like it is true. in New York, I guess. So, right, and... She's a techie too, so she probably doesn't move around all that much. She wants to stay off the radar. Yeah. yeah I, so to me, it made sense. What didn't make I mean, and the only reason it made sense to me that she learned how to drive that fast is because superpowers. Yeah. Basically, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I, know I, I trust me, gone. if you put me in the car, like I wouldn't know how to drive it, let alone a truck, which is all that more difficult to drive than a regular car so yeah. like i can tell you how a car works because that that's what i learned in school like that was my like i went to school that you know made me like i was a technician so i know how a car works but put me in the car let let me drive i wouldn't be able to like i would not know oh yeah, <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah, suddenly she knew how to like you know shift and everything else you never saw her like yeah exactly. Shift or anything. yeah exactly that's where yeah that's where that telepathy part comes in again i guess because they were like encouraging her to drive like it's easy you know just flip you know just flip the switch turn the key put the ignition or whatever and just drive it'll be fine and i believe somebody from uh, the back area was giving her you know telepathic you know instructions on how to drive and that's how she picked it up that fast yeah that's the only thing that makes sense <laughs> yeah i mean and it wasn't like a thing nothing it's as silly as some of the stuff was I, I obviously had enough of a mindset with that that none of it broke the movie for me and he's kind of cute so i just let it go i was like oh that's kind of funny though i think 
if she was associating for all this time with these people who essentially drive for a living, that no one would bother to teach her how to drive a car. Well, Sarah wanted it on the record that because I never recognized anybody, I'm like, who is this chick? Familiar. And she's like, it's Sandy from Game of Thrones. Yep. Yeah. Natalie Emmanuel. Yep. 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 Yeah, that's right. You have said you never recognize anybody. I, I would have called you out on anyone, that. Anyone, male or female, it's terrible. Wait, like, what? What like, was she in? She's in Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. Yeah, I met oh. her in person. I would be, I like, I would be ashamed of myself if I wouldn't recognize her. Yeah. <laughs> um, Who was she in Game of Thrones? She was Missandei. She was Daenerys's like handmaiden. Oh, right, 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 right. Off the top of the tower at the end. Yeah, yeah I got gotcha. you. All right. Yeah. Spoilers for what a two-year-old TV show. Yeah, well, you know. Um, I I only got up to season five or six or something. Oh, uh, I'm in Columbus Circle. They didn't rename it. <laughs> uh oh. Um. So anyway, I was I was out before for I'm guessing when we talked about the space part, and that's fine. But Sarah wanted her comments on the record. She said that both her and the cat were sitting there giving me incredulous looks, and uh, she watched the space flight and said, "This is the stupidest fucking thing you've ever made." <laughs> And I said, no, you watch it. You just can't look away. (laughs) True, true, true. That was the best part of the movie. That and when the big ass truck like went up on its uh, head at the end on the cab. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was almost like in Fast Five with the safe just smashing everything. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Nice callback. Oh, man. But yeah, the two of them up in space figuring out how to eat. That was amazing, man. Like I mean, the whole thing with the uh, what's his face with Chris, what's his name, the guy from NCIS New Orleans, like that thing with the rockets and with the cars uh, mm-hmm. testing uh, rocket fuel and uh, rockets uh, put on the back of the cars, like that one scene was like not just hilarious, it was epic and just I mean just right for the franchise too. So yep, and I think in order for that scene to work. It had to be Ted Roman because yeah. anybody else, you know, they're kind of the comic relief. And if anybody else would be like, "Wait a minute, what?" <laughs> those two need a those two need a spinoff next. I could see. Uh, I could see. I could it. see. I could see uh, limited series for Netflix. Like eight oh, yeah, episodes maybe. or ten episodes, something like that. Yeah, I, I, I don't see a movie. I don't see a movie. The Adventures of Tej and Roman. <laughs> and Roman, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have him have yeah, him go back to Miami. Yeah, but the other thing too is uh Tyrese Gibson dragged the rock pretty hard when they were making Hobbs and Shaw, so do you think he Yeah, no, the rock's never showing up in any of these movies again. He'll just be in um he'll just be in the Hobbs and Shaw ones mm-hmm. if they ever do those yeah. again. Um yep. I'd like oh, to see him come back for blinkers on. I'm like, what the hell is that? I'd like to see him in 10 and 11, but I don't think they're going to do that. Well, I'd like to see Hobbs in at least one of them, at least for a little while. Shaw, I, I, I mean, he was a villain. I don't think he's all that important as a character to the Overlord story, but, you know, you never well, know. I mean, Maybe if they go did. back in time, they may recruit him in some way or another. Yeah. You never know. 
I mean, well, they keep, they keep bringing way. in his mother. Yes, yep. yes. <laughs> well, because Helen Marin like really, really wants to be in these movies. Yeah, and so she's made made like a she's made like a point to like really want to be in them or whatever. Yep. So he, uh, I think they just kind of oblige her by like having her in these movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah. Plus, her she, character is pretty cool, cool too. So I think she complained after eight that she wanted to drive. So that's where they got. Oh to. yeah, 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 yeah. She was like, oh, I want to be in these movies, but they don't let me drive. Blah blah blah. So that's what I'm saying. If you do a time travel movie, you got to put together like a young crew. Now you've got Queenie Shaw. You got Dom's father. Where? Well, you uh, you you were out when um, when I came up with my uh, prequel theory uh-huh. about uh, uh, Fast and Furious: The Young Years. Um, because if you noticed in the flashback where he races, uh, young John Cena, um, there's like a whole crew of the young versions of Letty, Jesse, Vince, that other guy, like all behind them. It's all like the young versions of them. So either that's going to play into the whole time travel thing, or they're just going to end up rebooting it with like that young crew who does street racing and stuff. You're telling me it's going to be like the Power Rangers when Master Vile turns everybody into children and Billy's the only one that grows up. <laughs> and it's going to be Dom Toretto Muppet Babies. I can't fucking wait. Well, I, well, I, said, I said a pup named Scooby-Doo, but I mean, Muppet so. Babies works. <laughs> oh, my. Wow. Okay. Only on, so. only on the B-Team podcast, people, can you hear stuff like this. Nowhere else. Yep. Well, John is John is used to our uh, Power Ranger sidetracks by now, unfortunately. Like, Somehow like we said, always derail it. And, and you thought like it I, was going to go Baywatch. But anyway, so real quick, I, I, <laughs> I got I to put this on the record because I've been uh, – I did make Boris watch. I love it, but I also love bad B-movies. Um, the Fast and the Furious, period, would not exist without one of my all-time favorites, Roger Corman. <laughs> It was the first movie he made in 1954 that made him shitloads of money. It did like triple the budget. Uh, in true Corman fashion, he offered directing role to the lead actor, John Ireland. And I, I like it. It's a terrible movie it's about a street racer who's the chick. That's the twist. And uh, she hooks up with this guy who's a fugitive wanted for murder. And you find out he like ran somebody off the road, kind of, sort of. He then kidnaps her from a diner and says that they need to enter a street race because it's going to go through Mexico, and that's the only way he can get out of the country. And, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Um, it's not as fun as it sounds. It's pretty boring. The street race is only really at the end. It's uh, Dorothy Malone and John Ireland. They're pretty good. But anyway, when they went to make the movie in 2001, they were shopping around different titles for it, and they really wanted Fast and the Furious. Roger Corman, who's still alive and still making movies today, was definitely still alive then. And uh, he was like, well, I'll sell you the rights to it, but this basically needs to become an official part of the franchise. And um, you have to use my credit in all the movies. So it is official canon that the 1954 original original is the story of Dom You heard it here first. Huh. When you say it made triple the budget, I mean, Roger Corman spent like 50 bucks on everything, didn't he? So what's the big deal Roger there? Roger Corman spent like a thumbtack and a pack of Skittles. <laughs> Does that mean uh, he, yeah. he, he, he got three pack, 
packs of Skittles in return? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Probably. I mean, this but, was the uh, guy. Put his, the... It put his production company on the map and um, a bunch of other people. And, you know, that's how he rocketed into the B-movie circuit in the 50s. And then he went on to make Attack of the Crab People or Crab Monsters. And that Fantastic Four movie that you can only see at Comic-Cons. Well, that was like 40 years later. I mean, the man is like 98 years old or something ridiculous, and he's still fucking doing it. <laughs> yeah, gotta pay the bills, I guess. Yep. All yep. Right. New plan. Screw this crap. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, uh, I guess the last thing we can really get to here is, uh, Josh, I know you threw out Atlantis and time travel and stuff for 10 11, but like... Uh-huh. What do, we, what do we really think they're going to do there? Dinosaurs. I mean, like, dinosaurs. Oh, so. man, I'd love that. <laughs> I'd love that. I, uh, that's, where, where, that's where the Transformers, you know, cross, crossover comes in. Yeah. Yes. Especially with the Beast Wars announcement recently. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Now, I, I do think I read somewhere that, that 10 and 11 are being filmed back to back. Yep. And they're... They're starting next year. So I wonder if those two at least will do what I thought this was going to. But see what the Quite fun overall, I think. So does anybody else have any closing thoughts? Because I really don't. Uh, it's definitely one that I'm going to buy the day it comes out. I can't wait to watch it again. Uh, I am going to go and see it in theaters because I totally did that the first time. But, you know, like I said, I, and uh, this is one I definitely want to see on the big screen again. Cool. cool. Yeah, I, I love these movies. I hope I hope they keep making them even when Vin Diesel can't do them anymore. So, yeah, they're great and, fun. Well, they're great fun. And John, I'm putting it out here. Uh, if you want to do a fastback, because they don't have flashbacks in this franchise, podcast review for one, two, and three when you go through those, I am all in. Oh, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, same here. You do that. <laughs> you know, I mean, we don't have to do like a whole podcast for each one, but if you want to just do the three of them, I'm sure we'll have a good uh, hour just on Tokyo Drift. Yeah, I'm sure we can do that. Um, and I guess we can talk about uh, uh, what we have coming up in the next few weeks because there will be more new releasey stuff. Uh, I think next week will probably have to be our Black Widow show um, after it comes out, at least. Yeah. Maybe maybe two weeks from now. It comes out what next Friday. Um, well, I know horror is not really your thing. Usually, are you guys anyone seeing The Purge? No. no. Okay. I don't watch That's horror be- either. That'll be me and Sarah. Okay. Yeah, Corey um, and I are going. Corey and I are going to Black Widow on the tenth. We are going to Black Widow. I'm not sure when, but we both have a list, or we will. Um, so we'll work that out. Okay. I think, uh, and then I think the week after that, we'll probably end up doing a Loki wrap up. Ah uh, yes. yes. I can't wait for that think- one. Same here. I think we'll have a lot, a lot of thoughts on that between you and I, and that might be the uh, triumphant return of Brett Perry. Yeah. Actually. 
who I think is coming up on the tail end of lobster season, at least. Ah, tail end of lobster season. I love it. Nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah, and Boris, we got to figure out when to do another one of those Trek shows. Um, yes, full have... disclosure, I haven't been able to listen yet, but I definitely will and want to, and uh, I will do that, and then I will leave my thoughts. Yeah, you know, the... Uh, you know. I think you'll like the uh, knowing your knowing your predilections for Trek. I think you'll like the Major Roman one. Yeah, all right, cool. I yeah, I start I start work this week, so I'll have to see what my schedule looks like. But sure. you know, we we'll, I mean, we'll talk when you when you I've know got, you're free. Yeah. It's easy for me to arrange my my work schedule actually because well, my job I, isn't all that. Involving. I've got an extra day off for Fourth uh, of July this weekend, so we could do sometime in the next couple days. We could do brothers at least. Yeah, I'll let you know. I'll text you when when I get my schedule uh, yeah. for next week. That sounds good. We can do that. Uh, yeah, and Josh, I think we were gonna try to do CW stuff. I am about to get into the Lincoln Tunnel, and it's probably going to be like an hour and 40-minute trip, so let's fucking rock through seven episodes. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, let's do it, man. All, All right, right. Boris, thank, thank you for joining us for this one. Uh, this was probably a little more off the wall than we're used to, but uh, it's sort of in line with the franchise itself, I think. True that, man. I loved it. I loved, I loved it. And talking to Justin for the first time, it was great, man. Oh, that's true. That's this is your first show with Justin, huh? Yes, yes. Yeah, we got to get you on with Brent too. That'll be hysterical. Oh man, Brent and I actually have a history unrelated to Schmoville and uh, the B team and stuff. I don't think if he'll, rem- I don't know if he'll remember. How the but... fuck is that possible? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 ridiculous, but uh, yeah. What are you wow. in transformer groups together? No, no, no. Actually, it was um, actually it was it started in Schmoville, and I guess I don't know how we we found each other online through this uh, four way streaming service that doesn't exist anymore, where people just talked about different kinds of stuff, and I guess we talked just about movies, and we got to talking and. Yeah, that that's how we kind of met, I guess. And then we later on we realized we were in Schmobile together. And yeah, this, this was like then, three. This was like four or five years ago, something like that. I forget. And then you both realized we're all like here we are now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's, very cool. You know? Yeah. Nice. Nice. Small world, okay. I guess. So uh, I think we'll be signing off here and. Uh, yeah man keep family alive family (laughs) all right boys